Welcome to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And uh, thanks for joining us today, uh, Daryl. Uh, although you join us every week, my brain is mush. <laughs> what do we do on this podcast? Um, every do you week? remember? Oh, I know. I know very well that we, oh, watch, we watch a Fast and the Furious movie every week. Yep. Yep. Week after week. True. Unstop. Uh, yeah, we'll, and we'll never stop. Hopefully. Non-stop. Non-stop. Till the day we die. Box me up and put me in the ground. <laughs> uh, we watched Furious 6 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the 13th viewing of such a movie. <clears throat> What'd you think? What did you... <laughs> what did you think? What did you... What'd you think? Um, What'd you think? Yeah, I think... Um, I think I think since we've got that new uh, Fast Nine trailer, it sort of yeah. it, it makes it makes watching these movies a little bit different, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the family stuff is really bothering me now because we got we got <laughs> <laughs> uh huh yeah we've got Do tell. we've got Baby Jack happening here we've got um letty like you never turn your back on family even when they turn their right. back on you i was like hello right. something happened here it's just, yeah. like, it's just not adding up my friends it's not adding up yep um i mean it's just sort of annoying like he's so fam dom is so like <laughs> it's so kind of annoying right <laughs> right right it's like family <laughs> Um, and, you know, we've talked about his code of the family versus Shaw's code of precision. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm on Shaw. I was Team Shaw all the way <laughs> this week. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done uh, messing around with this family shit. Mm-hmm. And Brian, at some point, is like, maybe she's not the same and we should all just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I love the suggestion of just like, hey Dom, let's just get out of here. Yeah, this is this is no longer our thing. Let's just skedaddle, you know? We're good. Let's, right? Laddie's gone. She's probably turned, you know. Let's yep. just call it here. Sometimes in life, uh people turn. Uh Brian has sort of a way of shirking responsibility in this movie, I noticed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? How so? Like we celebrate Brian as being a person who you know, stands up to responsibility when the when the push comes to shove and has sort of worked out of his old habits of like running away from his problems. Um, as in, you know, he has a baby now and a mm-hmm. family and he's committed and all that sort of stuff. No extradition and all that sort of shit. But, <laughs> but um, you know, he says that thing about Letty of like, let's get the fuck out of here, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he definitely does like go away to visit Braga in jail and sort of take care of that business. Mm-hmm. But before he does that, um, Giselle mentions Braga in their meeting and uh, people are like, oh, who's who's Braga? And Brian is like, oh, he was running Letty. It's like, um, um excuse was me? he? Excuse me? Brian? <laughs> was he? Are you sure? <laughs> Was he running Letty? Or were maybe you fucking running Letty? That's right. And put her in that situation. And Dom even like has to step in two minutes later and like 
someone's like, how did Luddy get there? And Dom's like, Brian put her there. Right. You know, like, <laughs> he's got to step in and be like, whoa, 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 Brian. Brian. For Come real? On. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Not chill, Brian. Um, yeah, so I was a little, I was not, I was a little off Brian this week. I was mm-hmm. just feeling like, yeah, wasn't giving it to us. Um. Yeah, I was a little bit off on Tej. It's like, come on, Tej. Oh, um, it's was great. It the Spanish that got you. The Spanish <laughs> is no good. It's not a good start. It's no bueno. And I mean, uh, Ty- yeah. But between uh, him and Tyrese, Tyrese is expressing uh-huh. sort of uh, realistic uh, concern about their upcoming yep. adventures here. And um, totally. Yeah, Tej is really minimizing him, putting him down. And I mean, if. If Tej is sort of confident in these situations, he's the one that sort of doesn't have everything straight because they're going into really deadly situations, you know? And yeah. I feel like his uh, his false confidence was very off-putting for me this week. Extremely false confidence. Uh, starting with the fact, and I mean, I don't really know where this came from, but like, how the fuck does Tej know about this mobile utility unit? <laughs> right? Uh, or mobility unit. Mobility. The fuck? He goes, oh, that mobility unit's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? When talking about Shaw's ex-secret um, military unit. Mm-hmm. What do you know about it, bud? What do you know about that? <laughs> what the fuck do you know about it? Nothing. Nothing. You know nothing about it, basically. And Tej continually, um, you know, uses that sort of false bravado to charge into situations throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Roman, I did. Was it just me? I mean, I know we give Roman a hard time, you and me. Mm-hmm. Did you feel bad for Roman at all in this movie? Hmm. I, I mean, maybe a little bit as as sort of the flip side of the uh, the Tej vibe. Just like, hey, nobody's taking Roman seriously. Like, he's a great yeah. driver. Like, he's really close friends. With, but yeah, he's made out to be um, sort of not as close to Brian as Dom is to Brian. But, like, they grew right. up together. Like, they, yeah. like... Childhood yeah. buds. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, and everybody, everybody, everybody is shitting on right. this movie. Tej shits on him. Brian and Dom shit on him. There's a whole conversation where um, uh, Rome and Han are talking while they watch Giselle and um, Giselle and oh Gia Carano, whatever her right. Yeah, yeah, down at the (laughs) at the bus depot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or when they're talking to that guy who built the cars, right? Mm -hmm. Like the sketchy guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And Rome is, like, just making commentary or trying to crack jokes. And Han is, like, not buying into any of the jokes. He literally is just like, oh, come on. Shut come up, on, man. Come on. They're doing like, their jobs just, over here. They're just doing... Just doing... She's just doing her job. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm joking around with you. Right. Because we're buds. Yeah. Um, it brought me back to a time... I guess I was maybe like 13, 12 or 13 years old. I grew up next to this dude named Abe Todd. And we were best buds until Abe Todd went to a different middle school than me and met a jerk named Doug Rosenberg. 
And, uh, you know, then he and Doug started hanging out a lot. And, yeah, I don't know. I was, like, looked on as, like, the annoying hanger-on at some point. Like, Mm. the dynamic shifted, right? And, like, Doug thought I was pretty annoying. I thought Doug was a dick. I was just trying to, like, hang around and crack some jokes, Mm -hmm. you know? But, um, yeah, it it all turned on me. And then Abe and I weren't friends anymore, you know? That sucks six seven years of like seeing each other every day you know hmm. so um i felt for rome basically mm-hmm. of like growing up with brian being so close to somebody basically brothers you go through this whole exercise of um reconciliation and amends wherein like you get over the past and learn to forgive right and mm-hmm. too fast and then all of a sudden, these other people in five start to infiltrate your bond, you know? And then all that happens is, like, these other people show up and start shitting on you. And it's, like, cool when it's, like, two bros ribbing each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, giving each other a hard time. But when it's, like, a pile-on of six or seven people... Not true. You know? It just doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good, Daryl. So, that sort of uh, sparked it with me in terms of, like, yeah, I wasn't into them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we need, uh, we, yeah, we need a few moments for Roman Pierce to shine. Yeah. Shine bright, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, also, fuck you, Doug Rosenberg. <laughs> Go shit yourself, dude. <laughs> Wait, who's Doug, who's Doug Rosenberg? He was my friend, friend oh, Abe's yeah, new yeah. friend. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, Doug. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. Um, what else you want to talk about? Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if you've ever sort of peeked at the stuff on YouTube, but have you have you sort of seen any of the Fast Live um, footage? Nope. Yeah. So there's like a few. Yeah. Fast Live is the, um, it's the, it's the medieval times of uh, the Fast and Furious. I'm sorry. What's up? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> what? What? So I think we no. talked about it. We talked about it a, a while back. They were doing a live performance of Fast and the Furious stunts, mm-hmm. and it's like okay. orchestrated. It was orchestrated by Vin Diesel and. I was just like I was looking around for it, and I, somebody was sitting in the audience and like took a video of it. And there's also some like sort of official um, footage of what the performance looked like. Yeah, looks very bad, like very very <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, I mean, these things are like I I have been to medieval times all of one once in my life, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I think you were there. I was there with you. Yes? Yeah, it was my 26th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had a surprise party at Medieval <laughs> Times for my 26th birthday. Along with uh, 200 <laughs> other uh, six- to nine-year-olds. 200 <laughs> other birthdays. <laughs> that they meticulously read out halfway <laughs> through the show. Prince Nicholas's 26th birthday. 
<laughs> the birthday thing went on for half an hour. <laughs> Everybody, every little, like every single row of people in that audience had, was a birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, like, I was wowed. Obviously, yeah. Like medieval times is an incredible experience. The food is crap. <laughs> the like <laughs> drinks are crap. The falcon goes on too long, but it's amazing. Yes, I wholly agree. Um, <laughs> you know, and then like the stunts are cool. But I imagine if I like set up a camera and was just like panning a camera left and right, and then like watch that later on YouTube or whatever, it wouldn't be. Awesome. That awesome. Yeah. All right. So, like, if I watch a YouTube video of medieval times, yeah, check, check this out. Though, I, I agree. But like the horses, cool. Sword fighting, cool. Like falcon stuff, all very cool. I like. I definitely. Yeah. I enjoyed medieval times. But if you imagine the exact same arena with a uh, like a hockey rink size, um, uh, yeah, center stage there. Yep, and you try to reenact or you try to capture any of the best parts of the Fast and the Furious series in that amount of space. Very difficult because, Tough. like, not only can you right, you don't have any of the uh, angles, you don't have any actual speed, sound, like you don't have any of the characters. All you have are right. the amateur, yeah, the amateur sort of versions of them, and it's hard to it's hard to replicate anything that someone would like from the movies in sort of that particular setting so to me at least yeah. like uh, yeah regardless of the actual quality of the footage i think the yeah i don't think the uh what people like about the movies translates into a live performance of that sense i mean i haven't heard of it so i assume they haven't done a ton of them Mm-hmm. Right? Is it I, a standing show? Do you? Know? I don't think it's still going. It was a couple of years ago. I think at some point we they were, they did a performance in Los Angeles, and we had asked mm. somebody. We had asked to see that if was anybody very different. was it different. That was very different. That uh, was a fan made musical based oh, on the Fast and Furious franchise. Got it. Okay. So that was not a pro live stunt show. Uh, got do you know it. where they did this show? Uh, it traveled around. I think the one that I saw was in the UK. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I am not. I'm not. I'm not even totally sure if it was in America, but I knew. But Vin Diesel was there. I was assuming gave, like Alabama. <laughs> no, like maybe <laughs> like a monster truck rally. I think this one was in the UK, but Vin Diesel was there, and he gave like a like a opening thing, like hey, I came up with this idea. It was really sweet. Like I enjoyed making all of these stunts, and I wanted to share that with you guys. And the actual presentation looked terrible. Okay, good to know. Like terrible. you can't. The thing is, you can't drive a hundred miles an hour in a hockey rink. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like that's it. That's the whole deal. Is you, can't, is you cannot drive a hundred miles an hour in a hockey yeah. rink. Right. It's not possible. So, I mean, I love the idea personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love to see it executed well. Mm-hmm. The UK thing throws me off. Was Rita Ora there? <laughs> no. No. Definitely on London. London, London, Vivi. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, you also have monster truck rallies, which are like cheap as shit to produce and probably more fun. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to one yeah. of those. Oh, 
Yeah. If you've never been to a monster truck rally, I used to go to a monster truck rally. It used to be a place called the the the, the Hippodrome, I think, mm-hmm. in Springfield, Massachusetts, and Gravedigger would show up. I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Sick. Gravedigger at the Hippodrome, Labor Day weekend. You know, it was like Undies. that kind of shit. Yeah, it was great. Sick. You want to do shout outs? Yeah, let's do it. Sick. Uh, I'll go first this week. Please do. Um, I have a very positive message to put out this week. Oh. Which is breaking a little pattern of negativity <laughs> for me. Um, I've been making a lot of stews. Ooh. And I'm not one who, like, I don't read a lot of recipes to be honest with you like if i really need to make something specific like a snickerdoodle uh or um you know a pavlova i'll probably look up a recipe and i just find it annoying to read through a person's life story before i like get to the cooking part mm-hmm. right which is like recipe that's all there is on the internet it's like yeah and if you're looking at them about yeah, and if you're looking at it on the internet, it's really like the that life story is in like the smallest twenty five percent of the middle of the screen, and then the remaining seventy five percent is advertisements. Also, like I'm in the kitchen, I'm on my phone, mm-hmm. so I'm like, not only do I open a web page, I have to click like show more, mm-hmm. right, and then like the rest of the page opens. You have to accept and then it has the to cookies. Load and, it like janks around while it's loading the ads, too. too. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So like right. I finally find the recipe, and then five seconds later, it like moves because it's mm-hmm. like loaded two more ads. Anyway, this is not what this shout out's about. But I'm making these stews, and I'm like, I'm an intuitive guy. I can put some chicken in a pot, and then I, you know, I, I know how to put some, sweat some onions, and then deglaze them. Mm-hmm. You know? Nice. I don't know what I'm doing. So I've been making stews and like just getting them good, and there's just been something kind of missing. They're not hitting the way you go to a nice B and B, you go to a nice, um, you know what I mean, a tavern maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you hit their stew, and like you're like, well, this is what I'm talking about, basically. Nice. Um, so I've been missing that, but then last night I made some stew, and I added an ingredient that like. Fucked it all around for me. Ooh. You ready for this? Yeah. Celery, dog. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. Mm-hmm. vegetable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't... I, I kept thinking, like, celery can't be the thing. I know people put celery in sometimes, but it's like... It can't be the thing. Because it just tastes like fucking celery, which is, like, kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But I put it in the stew, and it just adds this, like crazy richness of flavor like the stew was unbelievable mm-hmm. if i t- do say so i miss elf what else was in the stew last night what were your key ingredients carrots potatoes mm-hmm. staple mm-hmm. Uh, i had chicken it was mm-hmm. a chicken stew uh uh onion because i'm trying to eat a little less red meat you know mm-hmm. um onions garlic yeah, that's pretty much it, veggie-wise. And then I, I deglaze with a tomato sauce, like a pureed tomato instead of broth. Mm-hmm. So I do, it gets like, it's sort of like a red chicken stew, basically. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so then I put a bunch of spices, cumin and turmeric and uh, 
a little bit of turmeric, not a ton. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you cooking yeah, in some a, other shit? Are you cooking in a normal pot, or you have some sort of? Uh... I cook in a muscle pot, um, which is like a. I mean, it's a pretty normal pot. It's just got a rounded lid, like mm-hmm. a. I don't quite know what else to how to describe it. It's like a big blue pot that's rounded at the bottom, but then it also has a smaller pot on top that is mm-hmm. the lid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love that muscle pot. I use it all. It's like a. Uh, it's an enamel pot, basically. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We do something yeah. similar here. We've got like a, what is that thing called? A La Crusade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One La of those. Crusade. La oh, Crusade. I've given it previous shout out recipient, La Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we do that. And I think the only thing different we do is like we have like the nice, we make sure we get the nice, what do they call that on the bottom? Like the bolt or like a wart or something. The it's like fond. The fond? The fond. Is that what it is? Yeah. You get yeah. all that so, crispy yeah. meat juice on the bottom, caramelized yeah. and thick. And then when we do ours, I think we add wine to ours. We get like um like mm, a dark, nice. like a dark wine. And then, yeah, we do most of the cooking up top and then, or yeah, like pre-cook the stuff on top and then we throw it in the oven for an hour or so. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I cook the chicken first. Mm-hmm. Build up that nice sticky fond on the bottom. Yeah. Take the chicken out, throw in chopped onions and garlic, sweat those with butter, then deglaze nice. and like at, with the tomato and then mm-hmm. like scrape the fond off the bottom Oof. when I deglaze. Wow. So all that chicken deliciousness gets in there. That sounds very uh, nice. Yeah, then just add everything else. Beans actually is pretty important because you get a little liquid with the beans. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the wa- you know beans are pretty watery so that it builds up more liquid and then I just stew it down for an hour and a half. Mm. Ready to eat. Nice. Yeah. Better right. the next day too. Just had some. Hell yeah. Pod. Well, um, big shout out to Celery this week. Yeah, big shout out to Celery. Excellent. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Wish I'd read a recipe and known that. So it's cool. Um, anyway, what do you want to shout out to this week, my man? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my shout out this week comes in uh, three parts. It's a, um, it's a yeah, a review of experience I had with the 2019 Ford Explorer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we went to, uh, Justin and I went uh, up skiing in Vermont last week, and we rented a car out of, uh, out of JFK, and I signed mm. myself up for a standard size SUV. And First of all, big fuck you to the New York City car rental market. Oh just my have, God. Just putting, it, just putting it out there. Huge pain in the ass. <laughs> it's Huge so pain. horrible. See, you, you only have a couple options. I like, for us at least, we can. Like, I can get a zip car, which is a block and a half away, but the car is, like, it costs so much more, and the car usually smells terrible. Yeah. Or I can haul my ass over to JFK or LaGuardia for, like, right. yeah, for 40 minutes to pick up, like, a normal car, but I have, to, I have to tag on an extra hour or so on both ends of my trip, which is kind of terrible. Or I can sell my unborn child, and hopefully the proceeds... <laughs> Will rent a Hertz in you know fucking Midtown or something. Right, you know? right. You can do that, but like the the whole thing about those is that the the hours are terrible. You can't. Re- it's not the like a twenty four so hour terrible. return. You have to like yeah. you always have to keep it for an extra day, which is yeah, garbage. Expensive garbage. Expensive garbage. Anyway, um, 
You were heading up to Vermont. Oh yeah, head up to Vermont Ford Explorer. in the Ford Explorer. We got a we got a black one, and I really felt I was trying to like yeah. As I was driving around, I was like I could kind of see why NYPD likes to drive these things around. Um, mm-hmm. Like on the positive side, like good speed, good handling, like definitely felt yeah felt like it was under control at high speed, and I don't know for a car that size, it didn't feel particularly. Um, clunky or like yeah sometimes it gets a little bit sort of dull when you're driving around like a larger yeah, vehicle totally. i didn't yeah. get that at all with this one so i was like oh i could see like acceleration speed like that's why nypd wants to drive these around um sort of like a like a plus and a minus here as far as visibility like a big car like you can't see dick out of huge the car. rear yeah you can't see anything <laughs> out of the back but you're the biggest dick on the road. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody's got to get around you. <laughs> Which actually was very nice because I was yeah. driving along like Atlantic Avenue, like out like toward the airport, and people were giving me so much respect. I'm just like I could drive, and like everybody was just yeah staying out of my way, which was what wonderful. Color? It was a black one, or like a oh, maybe like so a dark. So they thought the gray. president was in it, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but this thing, yeah, this thing is huge, but it has, it has tinted windows in the back, which I guess many SUVs do, but I couldn't see anything out of the rear view mirror. So luckily it had sort of nice big side views, which were, I felt like I was driving a 18 wheeler because this thing was big, but you could see like a lot out of the side view. So mixed reviews on visibility. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but for me, at least sort of the, uh, the negative I have, which ultimately sort of left me with the negative, um, kind of experience with it was, um, the four wheel drive ability because, Oh, not what I thought you were going to mention. Yeah. Because like the main purpose of getting like, um, yeah, getting like a good size SUV was that when we were up in Vermont, we took, we got like probably a lot, maybe two or three feet of snow for the couple of days that we were up there. So the roads yeah. were difficult to drive. And I just, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with the four wheel drive ability with it. Um, like the conditions themselves, like not great, but you could see that a lot of the other, um, just like the, yeah, all the, the Subarus and the Jeeps and like everybody else was getting on like a little bit better, but there's something about, um, I think it maybe yeah, maybe because it was like overpowered and just maybe riding like a little bit too high, but we were slipping all over the place and we had a couple, um, yeah, just like mm. yeah, a couple sketchy sort of That's dangerous and not good. Dangerous and not no good. No snow tires, I assume. No snow tires, but yeah, we were driving slow, like twenty miles an hour, yeah. like four wheel drive engaged. But it really, yeah, we really feel like we were uh, not handling it as well as other people on the road. So four wheel drive ability, sort of negative, and that's yeah, what I needed down. the car. That's what I needed the car for. So. Mm. No way, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you rent a big SUV like that, you think you're going to get something that can handle the weather conditions in the Northeast, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, I've I have driven in a big SUV a couple times. Like, I went to LA and like I rented a car, and I showed up and I rented obviously like a super economy, which is the only thing I ever rent basically. Mm-hmm. Like and a Nissan Versa. 
Yeah, like a yeah, a Versa, a Ford yeah. Fusion. Uh, Kia Veloster. <laughs> oh, a Hyundai Veloster. Yeah, yeah. The Kia Veloster is, yeah. is what I, where I'm at, my man. Yeah. Do they still make those with only three doors? I remember they tried to give me one of those one time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, three doors? I was like, nah, you got to give me something else, man. I can't be rolling around with three doors. You got to yeah, be no kidding me. No three doors. No three doors. Um, but I showed up, and the guy, I like... And he's like, oh, so you've got like a, you've got an SUV? And I was like, nah, economy, man. <laughs> like, and I showed him like the paper printout from the website and his face just like dropped. And he's like, fuck, like I don't have any economy left. I was like, well, you better give me a car right now. Yeah. He's like, I only have like a giant SUV. <laughs> I was like, he's like, it's like $100 more per day. I was like, I'm not paying that. No way. <laughs> so he knew he was like taking a bath on it. He was, like, bummed the whole time he was giving me this SUV. But I didn't really give a shit. So yeah. I got in, like, a Chevy Tahoe and Whoa. drove around L.A. for five days. Whoa. <laughs> it was fucking great. <laughs> it was fucking great, man. That thing was a boat. Yeah. You get in, you're like, oh, I'm in a room. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like, this is, like, a living room. <laughs> um, anyway, man, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Do you want to... So sort of anti, sort of shout out, but anti shout out to the Ford Escort, uh, Explorer, twenty nineteen Explorer. Explorer. All right, do you want to talk something else about this movie? Mm. No. <laughs> mm. No, I do want to say one thing. Can I say one thing? Please do. Before we wrap this puppy up, have we ever talked about the line? Um, you want the career change in big fish, you got to be willing to pig, put on the big boy panties and sail out to the deep water. <laughs> I don't think we've broken it down. No? All right. So, real quick, Brian says this to Stasniak, who is considering just arresting Brian. Yeah. And Brian's telling him, like, use me as bait to arrest, like, the big boy Owen Shaw. Um, and he says, you know what they say. First of all, Brian says, you know what they say. <laughs> like, we all know what they say. They all say, you want the career-changing big fish. So I assume he's, the expression is based off of career fishermen. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to put on the big boy panties and sail out to the deep water. <laughs> I don't know why your choice of underwear... Would affect the depth of water that you were able to sail out to. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's saying that, like, uh, I'm sure a lot of those deep sea fishermen, they wear, um, like, those overall waterproof gaiters. Yeah, maybe? waders. 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 Yeah, but maybe they don't wear underpants, so technically you just go, like... Bare ass into, the, the into your big. Those <laughs> are your underwear, and maybe like that's really the sign that you're like fully committed, like all in on your Just deep sea fishing. Waiters. Yeah. Can you imagine like the rubber chafing your <laughs> thighs? <laughs> you got a little bit sweaty in there. You're slipping around I all over the place. They actually wear like full length pants under the waders. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know. Um. I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> waders for underwear. I mean, they may be, but you don't even need waders if you're deep sea fishing. You're not standing in water. Mm. 
Mm. Waders are for like fly fishing on the side of a lake. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I feel like when I, I feel like when I, uh, when I browse past the, uh, yeah, extreme fishing sort of programs on the Discovery Channel, channel and stuff, yeah. they're wearing, they're definitely wearing sort of full body, um, you know, like all weather gear. And I assume that was waterproof gear because as you're pulling up the big fish, they're splashing all over the place. You don't want to get all wet. Oh, that's true. That's true. It looks like fireman outfit, but like not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Uh, I feel like you're on a boat, a charter, and like you're you're you know you're throwing out your big line. I don't think you need like, I mean, you might need like splash resistant gear, mm-hmm. especially if you're like, if you watch um, what's that fucking show with the crab? Mm-hmm. Deadliest catch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess they're wearing waders, right? Or they're wearing like full yellow. Uh, rain gear. Yeah, like high vis waterproof gear. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. those are the big boy panties. Uh, <laughs> if you have any ideas about uh, big boy panties, we should be wearing. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Nolt Podcast. Um. Uh, on Instagram at No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. Uh, we are kind of on Facebook at facebook.com slash No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email at no one likes the pot no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com yeah I've been posting a little bit on the insta if you don't I hope you don't mind Darryl. not at all I've been not at all up a couple like um, cool weird cars I see in Auckland because we get some interesting New Zealand made shit over here and some Japanese imports that aren't available in the states um, yeah I'll just just like a couple things hitting there went to the cricket. They fucking sang Sweet Carolina at the cricket. I couldn't even believe it. I could not fucking believe it. Yeah. I can't come all the way around the world to get away from that stupid-ass song. Anyway. That's it for us. Uh, Daryl, you have a good week, my man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, Dan. Yeah.